This is the Stories of Asia podcast, sharing deep insights on career and personal development through stories from people all over Asia. This episode is proudly sponsored by Diageo Southeast Asia. Today, our host Sam Neo talks to Paul Guzman. He's the supply chain director at Diageo Philippines and a superhero dad. Listen as they talk about how he believes in the importance of being a hands-on dad and supporting his wife, despite all the stigma and obstacles he faces. Hey, good morning, Paul. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? Thanks for joining us the show. Um, I'm good. I'm good. Had a very busy morning, but all good. Excited to learn more from you today. A dad to dad kind of a lesson and you know sharing today. Looking forward. Yeah, excited to share my stories, and I do hope you know I would inspire someone or a few of our colleagues here in Diazo and maybe the rest of the region. So for a start, Paul, do you mind sharing a bit about what you do? And a bit about your company, Diageo, for those who are not familiar with that. So uh, for everyone who don't know me, I am Paul Guzman. I'm a part-time supply director and a full-time dad. <laughs> so I, I, I live here in the Philippines. I'm the supply director for Diageo Philippines. I've actually just started with this uh, new and exciting role uh, last February. But um, I have been with Diageo for, for quite some time. Uh, it's actually my second stint. Uh, previously, I uh, spent 11 years actually in, in Diazo uh, doing different roles, but basically uh, growing in the technical community and then eventually, you know, uh, moving to the leadership role here in the Philippines. So the Philippines is uh, quite a small market compared to, you know, uh, the other markets here in, in, in Southeast Asia, but uh, we've been growing really rapidly and um, Johnny Walker, our brand, you know, our priority brand has really been you know, skyrocketing in terms of popularity. And it has been one of the most uh, loved brands here in the Philippines. And I'm really, you know, um, very excited and happy to be part of, of this team that has, you know, brought that brand, uh, that popularity here in, in the country. Um, Philippines has always been known to to be a very fun, love, uh, fun, fun country. Uh, the <laughs> Filipinos are fun-loving bunch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it just really resonates with our uh, purpose here in Diageo, which is to celebrate life every day, everywhere. Nice, nice. So it, one thing caught my attention in your introduction. So, Paul, you said you're a full-time dad and part-time director, right, at work in that <laughs> sense. Okay, maybe the employees don't want to hear that. I'm just kidding. Um, so as a full-time dad, right, it, it brings me to a point where do you think that you know, there's a primary caretaker in terms of responsibility between a father and mother. Because in a general sense itself, the, the bias is that, oh, moms have to be primary caretaker, dads have to go to work in that sense. But you, you mentioned you're a full-time dad. Share with us your take on that, right? Why, why did you become a very hands-on father based on what you shared? And what's your perception around, you know, dads being involved in taking care of children in that sense? Sure. So, so to your question, who the primary caretaker should be, my answer is a yes and a no. So mm. to me, you know, it really depends uh, on what point in time uh, we're, we're talking about. So if, you know, we have a newborn and, you know, in the first few weeks, I guess, you know, the primary caretaker should be the mom. You know, just imagine the baby inside the womb for, you know, the past nine months. So he, mm-hmm. he or she really needs that physical contact with, with the mother. And in that perspective, you know, I could say that, you know, the mom should be the, the primary caretaker. 
but you know uh, as uh, as months go you know um, I just feel that uh, there should be an equal you know responsibility between the mom and the dad um, and it's really because you know um, I, I see my wife you know um, all the sacrifices you know she has gone through the past nine months carrying the baby mm. inside her and I look at her, you know, she she being a, a an advocate of breastfeeding, and you know, looking at all these things, it's not it's not it's not easy, you know, and and for me, you know, she inspires me to be, you know, really there to support her and have equal responsibility. So besides your wife, I'm hearing that you're taking a lot of, uh, you see the equal role in terms of playing for a parent itself, taking care of a kid, you know, in that sense, after the initial phase where the kid is perhaps more needy towards the mother itself. Um, besides your wife, obviously, that you said you want to help and support in that sense, anyone else shape your thinking? Well, you know, of course, my parents, right? Um, mm. So in the family, I have three sisters and a brother. So we, we are five. Mm. And, you know, I've seen my sisters as well, how they, they brought up, you know, their kids and how my parents have brought us up. And, you know, I, I've seen them, you know, I have three kids and sometimes, you know, I feel the struggles and I can't just imagine my parents having five, you know, uh, how they have brought us up. So I've always looked up to them, you know, um, it, it's not an easy task, but I guess um, the, the fruits of all the hard work and when you know, when you know, you see your kids, you know, all grown up and being successful. I guess that's the most uh, sweetest thing that you can achieve in your life. I can't imagine three. I can't imagine five. I have one. I'm struggling, <laughs> so, so I can totally feel the pain. Um, so, so Paul, walk me through a little bit in terms of struggles that you mentioned. You know, what were some of the initial struggles? Because at your level, I'm assuming that you know it's very busy, a lot of responsibilities you have to manage with home and you know at work itself. Walk us through a little bit in terms of how you're facing all these challenges, how have you approached them, right? And what goes through your mind? Were there some like emotional moments or, or point of time where perhaps you felt like, oh, I feel like just giving up at times, you know, and how do you overcome that even? I'd love to hear more from you. So my, my, my journey to, into fatherhood is quite unique. So I have three kids, as I mentioned. Uh, the first one is already 10. And, you know, my, my wife had our first child even before we got together. So when we got together, uh, our first child was already three. So, you know, uh, in that, in that perspective, you know, it's, it's unique because most dads would, you know, start being a father when they have a newborn, right? But for me, my father would start that with a three year old kid, right? So, it, it, you know, a three year old kid has different needs. But, you know, um, comparing to having a newborn, I guess, uh, it wasn't that much of a challenge, I can say. Yeah. And so, you know, when I had our, uh, when we had our second kid, uh, our, sec uh, um, our second kid, you know, uh, for me, there was a struggle because it's like I'm going back to zero. You know, all my experiences with the first one is entirely different and irrelevant for a newborn, right? So it's, it's where I learned a lot of, a lot of new things, you know, I was scared to carry the baby, you know, but, you know, eventually, you know, my wife, my wife, uh, taught me how to properly carry the baby and then, you know, learn to change diapers, you know, uh, clean the bottles, a lot of stuff that, you know, um, um, uh, a dad needed to learn, you know, uh, with a newborn. The third one came, I thought, you know, well, I have a, a wealth of experience already, right? But I, I didn't realize, you know, um, 
each each baby is different, right? So so the third one came and you know he he or he is this like grumpy baby who doesn't want to be put down in his crib and he uh, always wants to be carried by by mom or by me right so okay it's it's a totally different experience but of course you know some of the basics uh, i've mentioned earlier are still relevant i guess uh, talking about the or the the third baby you know at this time around um Diazo happened to have this wonderful benefit for for their employees right so we are entitled to a family leave Okay. Which allows the parents, I, uh, mom, and even dads to have six months of wow, six of, months. of leave. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's not common, um, especially in the Philippines. You know, um, uh, paternity leave in the Philippines is like seven straight days, not mm-hmm. even not straight even days working days. So you can break it yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, including weekends, right? So ah, it's, it's okay. quite it's wow. quite uh, it's quite short. And for moms, you know, uh, usually I think it's three three months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so having that benefit is just amazing, and you know, uh, I can't thank Diazo enough for for that wonderful opportunity. This benefit is really very exciting for me when when I first heard about it. Um, it's really a uh, once in a lifetime experience for me. I, I just mm-hmm. looked forward to the six months and you know being able to really witness your baby's milestones. But at the same time, you know, uh, talking about challenges, there are also a lot of challenges, right? So just probably to share a, a story, you know, when, when RGM was um, uh, talking about the benefit for the first time and mm-hmm. he, he called out one of my colleagues and he asked, hey, uh, how do you feel about it? And to my surprise, you know, but maybe the, the, this colleague was just joking and he said, you know, I'll never tell my wife about it. <laughs> and then, of course, of course, my my GM was puzzled, and he she she asked why, and you know, uh, she, he the the colleague said that you know it's it's really tough to you know uh, take care of a baby, and I'd rather that my wife do it, <laughs> you know. So maybe you know uh, he's just joking, but you know, in reality, in the Philippines, uh, um, there's still a lot of dads, or for, for at least for me, you know, I have some friends that. Mm choose not to be hands-on dads, right? Uh, mm-hmm. they, they would rather support the family in different ways. Interesting. So how do you strike a balance between, you know, like having that discomfort about having to to do your stuff and having that six months break? Because I know even for myself as an entrepreneur, I'm, I'm lucky I can manage my time a little bit, but for typical corporate employees, of course, it's there's a bit of discomfort and questions that you mentioned, right? So how do you overcome that? Was there any, were there any conversations you had with your wife, with your colleagues around this topic itself? Well, a lot of conversations with my wife, you know, mm-hmm. um, because um, there would there would definitely be instances where, you know, um, we can't be hundred um, percent with the baby. So we always mm-hmm. think about how do we then, you know, cope with these kinds of situations. And you know, fortunately, uh, my my in laws are uh, quite near to to our residence right so there would be instances where you know we need to call them and you know ask a favor and you know mm-hmm. maybe just for a day take care of the kids here in the philippines you know daycare is non-existent <laughs> it's oh, not okay. it's not it's not it's not normal right uh there i don't know maybe in our area there's like zero uh, daycares that's are okay. that's available so the daycare here in the philippines is your your mother or your in-laws or okay or a nanny, maybe. So mm-hmm. that's why. So you know, um, it's it's 
it's well we are we're very lucky that you know our in-laws are quite near and uh, they're very you know uh, caring for for the kids and um also my parents um are residing in the province uh but you know um i've also asked them to stay with us um actually like a month before i needed to report back to work because uh, i'm already anticipating that you know uh, we won't have as much time with the kids moving forward yeah so just now you mentioned that you know you guys have now a six months leave paternity leave which is really nice yeah. you know from diageo yeah. itself and of course you mentioned that for your wife the standard one, which is three months. So yeah. what I'm hearing that basically after three months, she has to go back to work. You have a three months gap that you're pretty much handling the baby alone, right? Taking, considering that you have a support, basic support network, maybe a nanny, but how were you coping for that three months itself? What was going through your mind at that point of time? <laughs> it was, honestly, it was really tough, you know? Um, mm. Well, even before my, my wife went on leave, you know, um, she made sure that I know all the tasks that need to be okay. done day in, day out, right? Okay. That's how she, she plans out. You know, she, she's a very organized person. So, mm. you know, she, she tries to make it easy for me, even, you know, uh, making some checklists just for me to follow, just to make sure that I don't forget anything, okay. right? So my wife is still very supportive, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, um, taking care of all these things uh, alone is really tough. You know, um, mm. but um, for me, I always probably have, you know, that self-motivation. I guess, you know, I always look at the, at the, at the, at the end of the tunnel. And I guess that that's, that's what's keeping motivated always. But uh, aside from that, you know, um, I don't know if, if, if you spend time with the baby, I guess all those, all those challenges just sometimes go away, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you, you're having a hard time, you know, uh, you don't have much sleep, but, you know, the baby just smiles at you just for a second and, you know, you suddenly just, absolutely, you know, uh, absolutely. You know forget about all the hardships that you've just gone through. <laughs> so, you know, uh, aside from, you know, uh, self-motivation, I guess, you know, all that love that you, you, you show for the baby and just, that is just, um, um, how do you call that? Um, reciprocated with even just a smile for a few seconds is like, you know, uh, it's, it's really priceless. I can resonate with that because, you know, at the end of every day, I, I do the dishes, for example, you know, after a long day of work at 6, at 6 PM, I take over the daddy duties, put baby to sleep and I start washing all the dishes and the chores. Right. I get so tired. Sometimes I just feel like I just want to give up. You know, just like what you said, it's so tiring. Yeah. But when you think back, why are you doing all this? Right? It goes back to the why. You think of how your baby smiles. Just look at a photo, maybe even. It gives you a lot of energy. I, I can totally resonate with what you just definitely, said. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so, so Paul, on that note, right? So you mentioned that in Philippines, it's not that common, right? Based on what you're doing in terms of being a hands-on dad. So you shared that your friends don't think the same way. So when you had a chat with your friends, do they say anything about what you're doing? Do they have a differing opinion about what you do and stuff like that? Maybe <laughs> they make fun of me. <laughs> well, what did they say? What did they say about you? No, well, you know, friends are friends, so you know, uh -huh. it's not really about them being judgmental or be, you know, judging me that you know, I, I'm hands-on dad and I most of the time cannot like probably go out and you know have drinks with them because of you know uh, daddy duties, right? But of course, you know, they sometimes make fun like, uh, come on, man, you know, it's just like an hour of, you know, uh, drinks and, and fun. But, you know, uh, priorities now, all these are, are priority people with kids, is it? Are they, are, do they have kids or no kids? Well, some have kids, but, you know, uh, 
they're older now, right? So okay. it's more manageable. But for me, you know, I have younger ones. So, <laughs> so you know, they, they, they do understand, of course, uh, especially those who, that have kids, right? But uh, of course, uh, sometimes they make fun of me, but uh, that's part of, you know, the, <laughs> the dynamics of, you know, in a, in, in a circle of, of dads most of the time, you know, there are inside jokes and that stuff. But uh, honestly, you know, uh, I, I don't get affected, but sometimes, mm. you know, it gets into your head, right? You know, uh, it's the fear of missing out. You know, it gets into your head, but yeah, yeah, but you know, uh, at the end of the day, uh, at least, you know, you get to be a responsible dad and, you know, you're, you're there with your kids. So what's wrong with that, right? I mean, something that I always share, right, is that we, we have to define our own success because, I mean, outside in the society, there are a lot of things that people say that, hey, you need to be successful in career, you need to forego your family as a man and stuff like that. But I think we define our success, right, especially for your case in that sense. If you feel that a sense of purpose by taking care of a kid is more important, you know, kudos to you. I think that that's important because what matters is to you and your family, your loved ones in that sense. So so kudos to you, Paul. I think that's highly applaudable, commendable in that sense, man. Um, the next follow-up question is then in terms of being a hands-on dad, right? So you mentioned you have three kids, being a hands-on dad for every single one of them. Do you see a difference for them in terms of their development, their growth compared to maybe others who are perhaps a bit less hands-off in terms of the father playing a role as a hands-on dad itself? Yeah, I think the most obvious one would be, uh, I can say that, you know, our, our kids are really clingy. So I don't know because of, you know, working from home for probably a year now they always see us but i guess you know uh they're they're much probably connected like you know they they show more physical contact and you know they're much more uh open to how you know they express how they feel like you know they say i love you or they hug you uh not not just once or twice i, I don't i can't even count how many times right so in a, in a day they just you know run to you and then just you know connect in 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 a, in a in a special way maybe through a hug or you know even a kiss or just you know my my 10 year old just having a conversation with her about her her online class and i guess you know all these moments if i look at it um i, I just cherish them because you know especially the young ones you know uh, if they grow up then it's going to be a totally different scenario again like they would they would want to have their own time with their friends and you know, uh, there's just going to be a time where you're just going to miss your kids, you know, running to you and having that hug and kiss. And just as we're chatting, my baby's crying outside. So I totally <laughs> understand how you feel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so, Paul, on that note, right, as a father, father of three now, right, how has that changed you, you know, as a professional, as a husband, in terms of the mindset, in terms of how you carry yourself, you behave? Has that changed you in any way? I'm just curious. Of course, you know, um, before before I was a dad, so let me share with you a few a few things that maybe a few few people know. No, before before I was a dad or even a husband, you know, I used to DJ in clubs and in you know in bars, right? So you know, I I, I was used to you know having that fun uh, during during nighttime, you no, know? uh, and you know because because you know music was my passion and it's one way of me to really you know explore that passion of mine. So, you know, I spent a lot of, of, of nights, you know, in outside, you know, on trade. And, you know, when I, when I became a husband and, you know, uh, I had a kid, you know, I had to rethink my priorities, right? So it was a drastic change for me. And uh, at first, you know, it was hard because it's a big adjustment. 
But, you know, um, it, it's really a matter of finding joy in whatever that is that you do, right? So before, you know, the joy was really sharing music to everyone. And now the joy is like really spending time with your family and with your kids. So in a way, you know, um, it's it's difficult at the start, but, you know, realizing, you know, that, that joy, you know, just just needs to like transform in, in different in different ways. And eventually, if you find that, then, you know, uh, it, it's not really as difficult as um, as uh, you thought it would be um, in terms of. Other challenges, um, actually, you know, uh, being, well, maybe I can cite, you know, um, in the ADZO, there are a lot of activations prior to the pandemic, right? A lot of collaborations with, you know, local artists here in the Philippines and a lot of happening outside. And there were actually instances where, you know, I really wanted to go, like participate and show my support, you know, to, mm. to, to the team, to the marketing director or you know, to the to the to the on trade team. But, you know, a lot of a lot of times, you know, I just can't because, you know, I just need to be home and, you know, spend time with the baby or, you know, take care of the baby. And to me, you know, there was there there was a point where I felt that even if, you know, the teammates would say, it's okay, we understand. There there comes a point where, you know, I think that, you know, it's really not okay. You know, maybe it's just me. Because, you know, um, I, I've, I've always been a team player and I just felt like, you know, I couldn't give myself or my support 100% to, <laughs> to, you know, some of the colleagues that I have here in the Philippines. And so in that way, uh, I do I do feel bad, you know, so, um, most of the time. So, you know, that's, that's one of the challenges that I had. But, mm. you know, so when they say it's okay, you know, just go be, be with your family, they really mean it. And, mm. you know... To even 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 my GM, you know, now that you know, uh, I, I get to talk to her, you know, ev- uh, at least once a week. Uh, she even you know goes to a point where maybe every day, you know, just block your nine to ten and make sure there is no meetings so that you can mm-hmm. take care of the kids. You know, uh, make sure that your your ten year old daughter is set up for his for her online class. You know, so you know, valuing each other is is one of the company's uh, values and. I guess it really resonates a lot, you know, uh, from 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 top down to you know uh, the colleagues. So I'm I'm really vor- very very fortunate that I get to experience that in a company. So what I'm hearing so far is that the support network matters, right? You know, whether it's from your family side or even at work, all this enables yes. you to be a better father, hands-on dad for that matter itself. Maybe one more question I can ask Paul, right, is that, you know, as a father, what were some lessons that you have learned, you know, that can be translated to the corporate world as a leader itself? I mean, for me, I have a lot of reflections, but for you, what worked for you so far? Just curious, actually. For one, you know, it's it's always going to be family first uh you know whether how important something is uh at work you know i've learned that you can always you know uh put that aside and you know make some time for the family sometimes you know it's it's easier said than done but uh there's always a way so that that's one of the most important things that i've learned you know uh being a father and also working full time uh before we conclude the session point i mean it's been really Heartwarming, you know, to say the least, to, to hear your stories. I, I can feel that emotions as well. 
any final advice for dads out there or even potential dads who are preparing to become a father, right? Um, any advice for them? How can they cope? Or what would you like them to think about? Well, for one, you know, don't miss the chance to become a hands-on dad, you know. Mm. Uh, your kids will only be babies for, for once and you need to cherish every moment of it, right? So that's one. The second one I, I would probably tell everyone is, you know, don't think of work and, and, and your family as, you know, uh, competitors, right? Um, think of it as, you know, um, they need to coexist and you need to have, you need to find that balance, right? And then the last one is uh, just enjoy it, man. <laughs> so, you know, uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of, you know, different things come in life and, you know, fatherhood is just one of them, you know, uh, maybe a new role at work is just one of them. And, you know, don't, don't be... Like, you know, you can't plan everything out, right? And as much as, as much as possible, like, you know, you, you wanted to, you want to, you know, plan out everything and make sure that you know what you're going to do if this happens. But at the end of the day, you know, there's just going to be a lot of surprises and mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to wing it, right? So my advice is just, you know, enjoy it. Uh, it's always going to be worth it at the end. Enjoy the process, find a purpose, have a good support network. So thanks a lot, Paul. Really appreciate joining us on the show today. Um, and thank you so much, Diageo, for supporting us and partnering on this movement itself, this podcast itself. So Paul, hope to speak with you soon. And hopefully if I drop by in Philippines after the pandemic, hope to catch up with you over a drink or something and talk more about, you know, babies <laughs> and daddyhood. Yeah. Sure, Sam. Thank you very much. I enjoyed the session as well. Thanks for listening to the Stories of Asia podcast. Be sure to follow us at the handle Stories of Asia Co. That Stories of Asia, C-O. Also, don't forget to follow our founder, Sam Neo on LinkedIn for more career tips and insights as well. Check out the podcast description for the links. Thanks, and we'll see you in the next episode.